Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. This is Calvary Live, originating to to you from live from Colorado. So that means if you're joining us in New Jersey or Maryland or Baltimore on Hope FM, or you're joining us in Tennessee, North Carolina, or Kentucky on Truth FM, welcome, welcome. You guys on Hope or Truth FM, you get the program one week later, although it is live. So if you call during the program that's airing right now, unless we are a rebroadcast, you'll get a live You'll come on the air live, and everyone in Colorado and Wyoming and parts of Nebraska uh, will hear you live, but you won't be able to hear it until uh, the following week. So call us, 303-690-3000. This is one of my last programs before the new year, so I'm looking forward to all that the Lord wants to accomplish, all that He wants to Uh, speak to us and encourage us and grow us in grace as we wind down 2018 together. 303-690-3000. We're taking your calls and questions. We're uh, growing in grace together, and we will be in the book of 2 Kings tonight as we celebrate our final gathering as a church family on a Wednesday night uh, before the year ends. Uh, So come on out to Calvary Church here in Aurora. Uh, We'll be gathering together at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6. And we'll be worshiping together and praying together and and just encouraged in the Lord, just built up by Him, in Him, through the grace of God. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls, taking your questions and waiting for those phone lines to light up. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Text me. We have a dedicated texting line, and that's 720-336-0897. And just encouraged to be here with you and to be used by God. And, uh, you know, this Saturday... This Saturday, Grace FM turns eight years old. Let me just make sure I got that right. Um, Make sure. It's either seven or eight years that we have been on the air. And it is eight years. This Saturday, we turn eight years old as a radio station, now a radio network. Uh, So join us in celebrating our birthday at Grace FM this Saturday. December 22nd is when we went on the air. Uh, The sale closed early, and so did the other stations' sale. So they were able to uh, hand over the station early to us uh, a few days. 
And so December 22nd, 2010, we went on the air, Grace FM of Colorado. 303-690-3000. Let's go right to the phone lines. In line one, Tiffany in Aurora, Colorado. Tiffany, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. What's up? Okay, so this is a question that I've asked a few individuals, and they can't really give me a straightforward answer. I have a son who is 19 and is struggling. Uh Uh, His thing is is that God, being omnipresent, knowing all and everything, um, who loves us unconditional, Mm -hmm. has a hard time. He knows all things, and he knows that some of us are not going to make it to heaven. In fact, some of us are going to be cast into the lake of fire. Then why would God even create them? That's a great question. You know, I think that the Bible doesn't doesn't directly address that question in particular. Like, there's not a verse that we could turn to to help your son, but we can we can distill we can distill some biblical principles. Uh, and I would answer that first question, or that question with just one word, and that's love. Love is a very important element in any relationship, and God created human beings to bring Him great pleasure, that we exist, both believers and unbelievers alike, were created, according to the book of Revelation, to bring God pleasure. And the pleasure that God enjoys with His creation is a of a willing love relationship with him. So let's put it in a different, let's put it, um, let me put it in a context for you and then we could talk a little bit about what your son's struggling about, okay? Okay. You, How many children did you have? Uh, I have four. One has passed. Okay. I'm sorry for okay. that. That's okay. Yeah. I got faith, so I'm good. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. And me too. Uh, my son passed away five years ago, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Well. In common in that area. So let's think about this for a second. And you and I can also really add an element that many people, we would never want them to add, and that's this. Why would you and I choose to have children in our families risking the fact that one might die at a time that we never expected and that, that we risk the, the, the fact that maybe one of our kids will even stop loving us and stop uh, any relationship? Why did we have kids? Because we love them. Yeah, we don't we don't have the same knowledge, right? We don't have the omniscience. Right. So it it was we didn't have kids with the same way that God did. Uh, we had we had kids taking a risk, and the yeah. risk that we took, we felt I believe um, that, and most people believe that I want to enjoy. I want to have children to share my love with them, to encourage them, to love them, even if they never love me back. I'm gonna love them. Wouldn't you, would you agree with a statement like that? Absolutely. And so from a human realm, as you and I would step in in our own families and, and say, I want to share, my, I have so much love in me, I want to share my love with a family and a growing family, how much more than the love of God, knowing all that he knows, knowing that he'll be rejected, it actually elevates the love of God far beyond even love that we experience. Okay, all right. And so without, you know, divulging your, without divulging any type of confidentiality with your son, 
what's the battle that he's facing? Like, why is he questioning God in this season of his life? Uh, I think it, it has a lot to do with um, the dysfunction within our family. He okay. He has, um, unfortunately, there is some depression within some of his family, and yes. um, and he had been praying from the moment that he became aware of this issue and watched you know, this individual, you know, battle, and he had been praying and praying and praying, you know, Lord, you know, just be with her, help her, yada, yada, so on and so forth, and she still struggles tremendously yes. with um, with that issue, and so that, that is where it started. And then as he matured, he's now 19, and as uh-huh. he continued to mature and he started, you know, we all go through that questioning and, and, and trying to search. Um, he didn't, he couldn't quite understand if someone loves you so much and you know ultimately that they're not going to be with you in the end, then, and instead that they are going to suffer, why would you even bring them forth? Right. And so that's, you know, um, but it, it stems from that continuous praying and then not seeing the fruit of that prayer. So so without the chance to talk to your son, I, I hear in the way you describe some of the wrestlings, I hear the reasoning in his mind as being something known today as secular humanism. It's the same kind of reasoning that's been... Uh, given to us through our public school system, through our culture that surrounds abortion. Uh, and and what, what you'll hear in a doctor's office today uh, when, when the possibility of some kind of defect or some kind of test comes back, the doctor may, some doctors uh, may try to talk the mom and the, and the dad out of carrying that baby full term because they place the value on that baby by the possibility of their life instead of the value on their life itself. And so when right. you translate when you translate that thought back to what your son's wrestling with, which is multi-layered, it's not as simple as a, you know, a radio phone call just for you guys listening in. We recognize that it's not as simple as this quick conversation, but the root of it can be very profoundly simple. And as you translate that kind of thinking toward God, uh, you you we think, well, why would God create someone that would ultimately reject them, and he has full uh, knowledge of that rejection, why would he do that? Why wouldn't he just choose not to create him at all? Right. And the reality of that thinking is, is that we don't place a value on life. We don't place a value on the reality of a person's ability to choose and how a person has the ability to choose life or death. Jesus said, if you believe in me, you have eternal life. If you don't believe in me, you don't have eternal life. And so I would say to your son, wouldn't it be better uh, for a person to live their life? Because even though God has foreknowledge, even though God has that knowledge, the responsibility of a decision is based upon, is not his fault, it's still the person's fault. And wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be okay for an omnipotent, omniscient God to create someone uh, that they might enjoy life, even if they reject him? Would there still be value on life? And the answer is yes, there would still be value. Um, the good news right, about I, this is... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I, well, and I've brought forth that whole free will thing that, you know, we we have to make a conscious choice, you know, to to love and walk out his commands. And, yeah, I guess we just need to definitely continue to pray. Um, yes, and, and, and there are, you know, the, the reality is that the questions that your son's asking are real, and there are good, valid, biblical answers to them. If we can get to the root of what he's wrestling with, because he's asking, you know, I know that he's wrestling with something else than this question, and I'll tell you why. Whenever someone asks a question that is unknowable, and what I mean by that is that we don't know the ways of God, so that when our questions are asked uh, that are related to something we could never know definitively until we meet him face to face, there is an underlying rest, an underlying wrestling that's going on, and it's a moral issue. It's something, it's something within your son's thinking or life that's moral at its root that's disconnected him uh, from this faith relationship with God. And then, I don't mean he's backslidden or anything, but the the reality of living by faith to say um, why, because even the question, the way it's phrased, puts God at a disadvantage. It puts him on the right. defense. And God will never be on the defense. And all that tells me is that even as people ask him, you're listening, go, Ed, I have the same questions. Ask those questions, but be willing to receive the answer from God and stop wrestling. And what, I'm, what, what I would refer to in this is, is that in Isaiah, we're told that God's ways are not our ways. And we're right. not the absolute moral agent. And, you know, I, I, I get it. And I, I, I want to be careful as I'm sharing this with you, but... But but I get it, you know. I, I if you were to tell me so so let's just say for me and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, the son that passed away is in the presence of the Lord today. Was born to us in high school. We were teenage parents. We chose to have that baby. We raised that baby. God miraculously worked in our lives. We got married. We got saved. And and man, it's it's been a, a glorious up and down life. But if you would have told me as a, in a high schooler. Hey, um, Ed, teenage Ed, teenage Marie, um, if you have this baby, he's going to die when he's 26. Would you still have the baby? Absolutely. I, I think I would have said yes. I mean, I can't speak for my dumb, unbelieving 80-year-old self, but I, I, w- I, I know as a believer I would. I know I, know I would have enjoyed every second of his life. Uh, and I think that on a human scale, we can make that decision how much more an all-knowing, all-loving God in the scope of his creation makes even better decisions than we could make. And, and so does your son have a, somebody he, besides you that he can talk to that, would, uh, that could speak into his life? Not that you're not able to do that, but does he have some other avenues that can point him uh, that doesn't always sound like his mom? Uh, we have encouraged him multiple times to speak with many men um, that could pour into him. The kid was born on a Friday, you know, in church on Sunday, and we've just (laughs) always, you know, um, and so it's only been the last, I think since he was about 17, so it's been the last three years that he's really been struggling. He has made the the choice that he just, right at this moment, he chooses not to um, have anyone pour into him. Um, He's you know, he's kind of struggling right now. Um, he does hear me 
when I speak Good. and when I Good. remind him, you know, um, of the, the glorious being that he is and what he was created for. Um, but yes, he has many avenues. Um, he's just choosing right now not to. Well, add another one to him. I know it says you're here in Aurora, so we're, we're, we're at Hampton and Tower, right next to the Safeway. And there's quite a few young men and even older men. He can come to a service, probably a church. He doesn't know anybody there. And and he can ask uh, open-ended questions after the service, after any service with the guys that are up front. And it could be an outlet. You could just make a suggestion. Hey, you know, there's that church over there by Safeway. Um, I know that there's some guys there that can answer questions. And just throw, keep throwing seeds there into his heart and into his mind that, there are answers to his questions and even to the deeper things that are on his heart that when he's ready to share, I know he will. Yeah, I will do that. Thank you. Well, let's pray for him. Yes, please. Father, we pray for this young man and recognize that he is not unusual. Uh, he's uh, like a lot of young men and women at this age, just really wrestling with life, wrestling with the way he was raised wrestling with a few unanswered questions biblically, personally, spiritually. But more than anything, Lord, I pray for whatever it is in his life that has troubled him. And whether it's this depressing, uh, this situation of depression um, with a person he's been praying for, or, or maybe this is a deep theological question that can be answered deeply and theologically from your word that would give him a satisfactory answer that he might release himself to live by faith once again. And I pray that the things that he's learned, the, the grids of life, his worldview, how he sees the world, that you would uh, help him, God, to um, grow in your grace and your knowledge and, and bring him back to a place of submission. Uh, bring him back to a place of surrender, that he might enjoy life and yes. in deeper, more profound ways than he already does. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much, and a happy early birthday. <laughs> Thanks. God bless you. You as well. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Jeremy in Littleton. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thank you for answering my call. You're welcome. Uh, I have a quick question. Uh, as we getting to celebrate uh, Jesus' birthday, um, yes. I've been hearing that uh, Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. My question is, how was people were saved before Jesus was born? And also, I need a prayer for blessing and prosperity for my family. Okay, well, let, let's ask the, let me ask you a question before sure. I answer. You ready? How yes. are people saved today? By accepting Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. By? What's the mechanism by which they're saved? By accepting the, Jesus as a personal Savior, that he died on the cross yes. for them. So I would, say that, I would say that you're correct, and the mechanism by which we access salvation is faith, right? That's, that's by if faith, If you confess yes. with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's, that's right. the new covenant, the new covenant way of salvation. You know what the old covenant way of salvation? No. Do you want, do you want to guess? 
I, I, I don't even know what stuff. <laughs> it's the same as the new covenant, and that is by faith. By faith, even okay. before the law, even even before the law came. Remember, the Bible says Abraham believed God, and it was That's accounted right. to him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, before the cross and the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, a person was saved by faith in the blood of the high priest that was spread once a year on on the Day of Atonement, hoping their faith was in God, would provide the forgiveness of their sins for some Messiah to come. And now in the New Covenant, we're saved by faith in the Messiah who has come. Does that help? That's, yeah, that's, now that's, that's definitely help. Now I can see. Okay, great. Well, let me pray for you. Thank you, sir. Father, we pray for Jeremy, asking for the blessing upon his family, uh, that you would continue to pour out your abundant blessings through Christ Jesus to him, Lord. We, we enjoy you by your grace. Uh, none of us deserve it. None of us um, have earned it, but we enjoy it. And we're asking, God, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon Jeremy and lead him and guide him in all that's before him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jeremy. Thanks for calling, buddy. Bye-bye. Okay, well. 303-690-3000. So appreciate you guys joining me and talking about the things of the Lord. There, where It's amazing, isn't it? Over on technology, we can have true koinonia fellowship in the Lord. And then all you guys listening in, driving about, you're joining. It's like the one big family. at the, That really struck me as I was sharing the word this last weekend in our church uh, about the forever fellowship of God, the forever family of God. Unbelievable. It's so great. All right, let's move on to line number three is Douglas in Pasadena, Maryland. Douglas, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. How are you tonight? I'm good, bro. What's up? Hey, man. I just want to first start. I'm a delivery pizza delivery driver here, and you know I work sixty to seventy hours a week. And brother, Christ has used you so strongly in my walk with Him, and you know from the you know deep calling the deep, brother. Thank you for what you do, man. And you're welcome. You know, like oh man. I just I just want to give honor where honors due, and you know I my guile does not leave this channel. There's no other channel that just preaches the word in the true word and biblically based. And you know I appreciate you, man. Well, we're blessed to be a part of all that God's doing, and 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 it's amazing the the joy of of being able to have a radio station that is preaching the gospel, teaching the mm. Bible, verse by verse, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's a, mm. it's pretty cool. It really is, man. And uh, I really feel the Holy Spirit and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit really strongly through this channel, um, even like the praise and worship songs. Um, yes. I, I like... I get whomped, you know. And I just, I just can't. Oh, his love, man! It, it really is like a waterfall. And Amen. you know, I, I praise him, 
and I thank him. Just and I, brother, I really appreciate how you focus in on grace. And you know, I'm an ex heroin addict, and mm. it's by grace that I'm still alive. And I just Amen. love Jesus. I love you, brother. And um, I have one prayer request. Uh, okay. My my blood sister is in Long Beach, California. She's with her boyfriend and. Her boyfriend's not a believer. She's a believer, and and she wants to live pure, and he's not really about that life. Um, so she's breaking up with him and, you know, making Jesus first. And I just want to pray for strength for her and discernment and um, just wisdom. Well, let's do that. Let's do that. Father, we, um, we ask you right now to be with my brother's sister as he— uh, as she makes these very important decisions um, to, to do the right thing, to honor you, to follow you, to uh, grow in your grace, and, and to live a life, God, in these last days that, that, that mm. pleases you. And, and I know it's not easy, God. I know it's uh, uh, challenging. And when you have a, a series of, of habits and just a series of bad decisions, Lord, it's hard to get out of them. And, and, but you are the enabler and the strength that is exactly what's needed for her to honor and please you. So I pray you'd pour out your spirit upon her and use her greatly, Lord. And we look forward to, in her new faith with you, uh, that there would just be a, a, a tremendous uh, outpouring. And one day we're going to hear yeah, my brother sure. call back from Maryland and share some great testimony of how you've used his sister in her newfound yeah. faith. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen, man. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> I just want to let you know personally, brother. Like, I respect you, man, for sticking to the biblical truths, and you're anointed, man. The Holy Spirit is on you, man. <laughs> and and let me let me just you, say, you're listening to uh, to the broadcast on Hope FM, and the man that God used to bring Hope FM on the air in that whole region. His name is Pastor Bill Lupkeman, and yes, and you hear his teaching. Yes. This guy is a radio he would he would never want me to say this he would never want to be known this way but he's a radio yeah. guru and a lot of the Christian radio stations through our churches especially ours are directly related to this man's faithfulness to his yeah. expertise like he's a radio genius and I'm not saying that lightly and God has used him who knows how many Hallelujah. lives have been saved or encouraged because of Pastor Bill Lupkeman the support of his church and and his willingness to submit his life to you and so uh we're very very grateful for the relationship yes. we have with you guys out on the east coast oh man brother we're we're one in spirit man and look look unto the lord and he's coming man i just pray you got it bro. Name. all right brother well you have a good night man i appreciate your time all right we'll talk to you later all right god bless bye-bye all right, what a great opportunity just to, to be encouraged together, uh, to be strengthened together, and, and to know that we're one big fellowship family. And so we're very grateful to be a part of all that God's doing in these last days and just knowing that, that He is faithful, uh, that, that he, is, um, he is the one that gets all the glory, and, and we're grateful to be used by Him. Uh, it's just a it's a good 
uh, thing to serve the Lord in the gifts and the talents that he's given to us, that at the end of the day, we might be found faithful. And hear those words, huh? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Well, we're coming up on the first break and the only break of our program on one of the last shows that I'm going to be able to do uh, before the year ends. Uh, And so I'm just so grateful, um, overwhelmed by the opportunity uh, to be a part of Calvary Live, uh, to be a part of Calvary Church here in Aurora. And man, unbelievable, the grace of God. So we'll be right back. Uh, There's one open line. Grab it while you can. Um, Got about a 60-second break, and we'll be back. This is Ed Taylor on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Glad that you've chosen to join us today. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls, taking your questions and we've got an open line, so if you want to grab it, please do. You can text me if we um, finish up some calls and we don't have anyone on the line. I'll turn to the text questions. But until then, we'll take phone calls, 303-690-3000. And you'll be able to get on the la- one of the last couple shows of the year. Um, a pretty amazing that um, 2018 is already almost behind us. Uh, but it is, and it's, and it's these times where we get to the end of a year, and the beginning of a year, um, you know, that, that we look back and go, hey, only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Jesus Christ will last. And, you know, we can look back on 2018 and think, man, what a waste. I wasted this, and I, okay, okay, but these, the, we forget the past. This one thing I do, looking forward, um, pressing toward the goal of the upward call. So, man, it's never too late to turn away from your past and turn toward the Lord laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, running our race with joy. We're, we're gathering tonight, our last Wednesday night of the year. It is not a Christmas service. Maybe next year we might do a Wednesday Christmas service. I don't know, but it's not. We're in the book of Second Kings. It'll be our last regular worship service of the year. Then we have, we, we have Christmas services this weekend. So we've got 6 p.m., 8.45, 10.45, and then we have special Christmas Eve services at three and five, and on Monday on Christmas Eve, we got the kids' choir, and I love uh, we got the we got a huge Christmas choir this year, kids' choir, and I just love the kids up there, man. Just love serving kids, and and just love watching. I mean, we've seen some of the kids grow up, go to college, get married, have kids of their own. Um, one of the advantages of the longevity of being at the same church, we're entering. Can you imagine this? And here at Calvary, we're going to be entering into our 20th year of ministry. That means on December 26th, we're going to finish 19 years. Um, it's, um, it's just really, really hard to believe God has been so gracious to us. And then I mentioned in the first half, this Saturday is eight years old. Grace FM is eight years old. A lot of you don't know this, but Grace FM is a church-run ministry. 
It is, it, it is a full-blown uh, radio network that reaches 80% of the population of Colorado, but it is a church ministry. And we have a um, general manager, and we have someone running the station, and some volunteers that are so faithful, but it is church run. And what that means is we're not a corporation. Uh, we're not like some of the other stations in town. Uh, we are completely dependent upon the uh, giving of the tithes and offerings of our church and anyone that decides to support Grace FM online. We just revamped our giving, and I would love for you to help us end the year strong here at Grace FM. If you would just go to gracefm.com, hit the donate button, and give a gift of any amount or, re- or set up a recurring gift, uh, it would be amazing because uh, the church, uh, it's, it's, even though it's a ministry, it's, it's a real radio station, and the main station is 85,000 watts. It reaches from Cheyenne, Wyoming, all the way down south of Castle Rock, and then you can pick up 1017 down in the Springs. It's not the strongest station, but it's good, and it reaches all of Colorado Springs and up into the Pueblo West area. And then we're praying about adding another station that will cover Pueblo, Canyon City, all the way down into the prisons there. So you can be praying for us, and you can give and be a part of all that God's doing through Grace FM. Just go to gracefm.com, hit the Donate button, or you can download our free app. Just go to your app store and any device to put in Grace FM. Uh, If you put it all together and it doesn't work, then separate it, Grace Space FM, or just Grace FM, and donate. And we are asking. And uh, I am asking you, you know, we aren't using any of those, you know, we don't have matching donors, we don't have double year. We're just asking you to pray and obey the Holy Spirit and just know everything that you give to Grace FM uh, goes right back through Grace FM. So you're really not giving to us, you're giving through us. And and so when you're listening to Calvary Live, you help produce that. When you're listening to the other uh, the other teachers, you're helping produce that. When people get saved, when we pray for people, when, I mean, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Grace FM uh, gives forth the gospel and worship. And so go to gracefm.com slash donate. Uh, and if you're listening to this broadcast on Hope FM, please donate to Hope FM. And if you're listening on Truth FM, please donate to um, donate to Truth FM, and we want you to support local radio. And so I'm not asking you to bypass the station you're hearing this on, um, but if you could, it'll help produce Calvary Live and some of the other things we do. And so 303-690-3000. I just got a note because I misstated. We're not 85,000 watts. We're 80,000 watts. So... That's still pretty big. 303-690-3000. Let's see here. Luke has been waiting faithfully. Luke, welcome to the program. Hey, Ed. uh, Thanks for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. I I just have a prayer request. So I've been in recovery for a few years, and it's great as far as, you know, uh, making myself aware of things. And uh, one thing that's been brought to my attention recently is um, you know, growing up, both my mom's and my dad's side of the family, I've noticed uh, really horrible as far as expressing love for each other. Okay. Um, and now that I'm getting older, I'm, I'm about to turn 36 in a few days, and I'm in recovery and everything, I've noticed, I mean, it's, I, 
I've always been aware of that situation, but now that I'm getting older, it just seems like it really affects me. Um, I've noticed a lot of people in my recovery circles and at church, and and, and I, I think it really even affects my relationship with God. I've noticed uh, just not really feeling worthy, I guess. Yes. And um, so I guess my prayer request would just be that God would um, help me to be better at just receiving, not just uh, some of the people in my life, like their love towards me, uh, receiving His love. Yes. And, uh, and then also, you know, uh, showing that to people as well. It's just it's just hard for me, and it's becoming really obvious recently. It It is hard, you know, and I think that a lot of people listening in have a similar testimony of uh, what, you know, what we what we would normally call dysfunctional families. And, you know, um, there, the, the folks that do share about being a dysfunctional family kind of always feel like they're the only ones or like their families are the worst, uh, you know, of, uh, the worst dysfunctional family. But the truth is that, that the Bible is filled with dysfunction in the family unit because sin has just destroyed families. And we're all in the process of of living beyond our, you know, living beyond our difficulty. You know, what the world calls dysfunction, the Bible calls sin. And as God is making you more aware of your surroundings because you're no longer desensitized, you know, through drugs and alcohol, um, one of the things I want you to look out for is the opportunity to infuse love through your life where it where it lacks. And so consider this about your family and just begin to pray about it before I pray for you. And that is, God has saved you and changed you for the purpose of, of bringing that change into your family. Like you now are the generation that God has chosen to work in to come back into your family and to be the vessel of agape love, which are you familiar with the phrase agape love? Yes. <clears throat> you know, to, to bring in the true love of God into your family. Um, and, you know, this is, where it's, this is where the challenge is, because in our world, in our culture, we have been taught to expect love and enjoy love and receive love. But the Bible says, and the demonstration of Jesus is, is that love is demonstrated through, demonstrated through sacrifice. Um, remember what Paul said when he was writing uh, to the Philippians. He said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, he said, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Look, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you is not because it doesn't hurt, because it does hurt. You know, this isn't what God's desire is in families. He doesn't want us dysfunctional and jacked up, and he doesn't want loveless families. He he doesn't want you to feel worthless or to feel like nobody cares or that the key people that should care don't care. And so he was a man rejected. Did you know that? The Bible speaks of Jesus being rejected. Right. And a man acquainted with sorrow and grief. And so he understands. I was just teaching this not too long ago uh, in our study through Philippians that, or excuse me, our study through Hebrews, that Jesus is a compassionate high priest 
who's gone through everything that you and I have gone through, but without sin. And I know that God will enable you to infuse love, even when it's not returned, um, and that he'll teach you in your sobriety that your worth and value doesn't come by other people's opinions of you. I know it's hard, but it, it's not other people's opinions of you. And it's one of those things you're going to have to fight and reject because it's a lie. Well, and another thing that I've, if I may, so you can pray for me a little bit more specifically. Um, sure. So I've been sober about three years, but I've had a couple slips recently with drugs and pornography. And I think, um, I think it's a little bit to do with the fact that um, it's just like a, an easy, cheap substitute. And, uh, I kind of, I feel like I revert back to it just because um, it doesn't require uh, cultivating relationships and some of the, you know, uncomfortable conversations or whatever that go along with that. And it's just, it's easy. And I, I guess that's where I'm starting to see it affect my life a little bit. I um, I don't know, does that you, make sense at all? It does. You've, you've touched on something really, really important um, because the the life that you lived apart from Jesus Christ, you uh, developed really bad habits, sinful habits. This is true for all of us, and the reality of the reality of that the Bible calls our flesh. And so, what you just described in response to rejection and pain, running to those substances, running to some fake picture and image on the internet, is called and you won't you're going to be surprised by what I call it. Are you ready? Yeah. It's called idolatry. That makes total sense though. And here's the definition. An idol can be anything for it is what we run to other than Jesus Christ when under pressure or pain. As we're growing up, it's unavoidable that we'll experience a certain measure of unpleasantness for every hurt experienced an idol must be help, must be found to help cope with the pain. And rejection and pain go together. And and so what you what path you're on and it's a vicious cycle because this is why people drink more. This is what this is what gets rooted in the cycle of addiction because there are definitely addictive properties to alcohol, drugs and pornography. There's addiction involved where there's this feeling that you have to have more and you can't get out of it. It's just a feeling, but it's a real feeling. And the reason why it increases more and more, because for a believer in Jesus Christ, God will not allow idolatry to satisfy. He will not allow idolatry to satisfy a believer. And because of that, a believer keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and before you know it, they're overcome by sin because Jesus said that if you present yourself to sin, you're that you're a slave to sin. And so for you guys listening in, you know, we always associate this with really horrible sins like uh, like alcohol and drugs and stuff. But listen, idols can be food, shopping, television, radio, clothes, control, lying, manipulation, withdrawing, contention, exploding, slander, fantasy, and even greed. And that's just a small list of idols in our lives that, remember, by definition, we 
An idol is anything for anything that we run to other than Christ when under pressure or pain. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Um, I didn't make that up. It came. It comes from a book from a brother who's gone home to be with the Lord. It's called "Sidetracked in the Wilderness," and I'm gonna. After I pray for you, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna ask um, Frank in the studio to put you on hold, and if you want, uh, you can give us your home address, and I will send you a copy of that book. It will. You are ready for the truths that are in this particular resource. If if you're willing, I'll give it to you as a gift. Uh, that would mean a lot. I mean, because I just feel like that's where I'm at right now. Uh, it's it exactly where you're at, and you don't. And the good news is, you are not stuck. You are not. And and I know that you mentioned earlier, and I want to also plant the seed, and I'm going to pray for you. You mentioned earlier that you're in recovery, but I want to suggest to you, according to the Bible, that you're absolutely not in recovery. You have been delivered from this stuff by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that by faith, moment by moment, abiding in him. Like, for example, are you into pornography right now? Right now, this moment, this second. It only comes into my life when I use uh, meth, to be honest. Right, so are you you smoking meth right now? uh, Right now, this second. Not right this second, but uh, about a week ago. Okay, but not this second. Why? Because you're seeking the things of the Lord. It's well, possible. I, I, I can, there's so many people praying for me and just like trying to love on me. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, there's just this, this big conflict slash complex going on right now with me. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, well, let's let let's consider that for a second. Let's consider. It. Let me let me just broaden your thinking a little bit. It's not just because of pain re- and rejection that you run to these things, although that's often a motive. The reason that you run to these things is because you like them. If you didn't like them, you wouldn't do them. Now, I know that there's a vicious cycle because there's also, I hate this life. I don't like it. I, I don't want to do it. Like Exactly what the Bible says. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary to one another because you don't do the things that you wish. Well, I feel like over the past couple of years, I've been exercising my flesh. And my flesh is like Arnold Schwarzenegger and my spirit's more like Don Knotts and he always gets his butt kicked. I missed the last part of that. What'd you say? I said I feel like my flesh is like Arnold, and my spirit is more like, you know, uh, Don Knotts. (laughs) It does feel that way sometimes, but that's only because our perspective is wrong. You know, imagine imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger being afraid of Don Knotts. He would totally have the wrong perspective, wouldn't he? And, you know, you, we even have a Bible story about that, a true Bible story of a man by the name of Goliath fighting David. Like, that's no myth. That, that's the real deal. And God enabled this young, this young teenage kid to defeat a giant. Why? Because it was God's strength and not his own. And that's the only way that you and I make it, too. And, and I, I want to encourage you because although I didn't get involved in meth, I was involved in some really bad stuff for many years of my life. And I have been sober now 
for 27 years, 27 years. And, and, and I haven't, I haven't drank anything. I haven't smoked anything. I haven't been involved in anything that was destroying my life. And the only reason is by the grace and the power of God. It wasn't my willpower. It wasn't me learning new skills. It was God's power accessed by faith. And as you learn to train yourself to trust in God through the pain and through the rejection, you'll realize that God, he doesn't reject you. He receives you through Jesus Christ. And you won't run to your idols. You'll walk in a, the rest of your life can be idol free in a powerful way. All right, well, I'm, I would love a miracle like that in my life. and I mean, I've, I have a little bit of time off because of uh, the holidays coming up. And yes. I've already been trying to devise some sort of plan in the back of my head for tomorrow night. I just, I, that's the last thing I, I really want, you know? I mean, I, I do, but I don't. It's kind of driving me crazy right now. So. What's tomorrow night? Uh, it's just kind of the last, uh, so I work tomorrow and then tomorrow night is okay. the official start of, uh, okay. four days off, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and, uh, we're, we're going to have church Sunday, three of those so. days. Uh, I'm sure a lot of churches in town will too, but being in fellowship, being with other believers, being in the word, staying away, just consciously staying away from temptation points and places of temptation as you're learning how to abide in Christ. And just like you're on the phone right now, we've been on the phone for five, ten minutes. Five, ten minutes you've been living free of temptation because you've been seeking the things of the Lord, talking about the things of the Lord, and that's really the key. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, It really is. And, and, you know, we make things so hard. um, And, and again, I'm not minimizing the, the difficulty of... You know, I'm not minimizing the challenges you face, but there are times we just make things so hard when God's power and grace has made things so easy. Trust Him moment by moment, and He empowers you to live a life that pleases Him. That's just the way it is. It's so cool. It is so cool. It's like driving your car, right? Or do you push your car to work, or do you drive it to work? <laughs> I definitely drive it. And, and that's how our Christian life is sometimes. We're pushing from the back, thinking, man, this is so hard. This is so difficult. Well, cars weren't designed to be pushed, man. They were designed to be driven. And that's how our lives are. We're not dis- we weren't designed to be pushed. We were designed to be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, thinking that yoke that Jesus is talking about. Um, yes. Because I, that's I it. tend to do things the hard way. Wow. So do I sometimes. And uh, even though I was delivered from alcohol and drugs, um, you know, there's still many things that God is working out in my life as he's conforming me into the image of Jesus Christ. And so uh, I'd never want to, you know, present myself as like, well, I've arrived because I definitely haven't arrived. Um, But I'm grateful that the bondage of of drugs and alcohol are done in my life. And God's got something else to work on. And I'm grateful for that. Um, before you pray for me, I just wanted to make sure. So I, I think I talked to you a few weeks ago, and you said okay. you really wanted to email me some links and uh, maybe like some devotionals or something like that. And I, yes. I think I messed up your 
your email okay. address, but it's um, Pastor Ed right. at org, right? That's correct, yes. So okay, let me spell it for you. I'm sorry, I'll what? spell it out because of, I got about 25 emails that day. So if yours wasn't one of them, um, a lot, <laughs> let's get it right this time. You ready? It's P A S P A S T O R E D S C A L V A R Y U A U R O R A dot org. That's correct. But here's something to watch out for. Sometimes autocorrect changes Pastor Ed to P A S T U R E. So just make sure it didn't get autocorrected. If that doesn't work, if send it send it to Pastor Ed account and then also CC um, info at CalvaryAurora.org and that will definitely get in. Info, I N F O. Okay. Um, and then well, cool, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I got like 25, 30 emails that day. Um, and I responded to them all. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't miss one. Well, all right, well, I'll give it another go. And, uh, that'd be cool. Cause I know I some people that wanted me to forward that stuff as well. So yeah, for sure. Well, let's pray. Okay. Father, I pray for my brother Luke as you continue to grow him and, and mature him and just this pathway of idolatry and condemnation and, feeling like he's, you know, rejected and unloved, Lord, I pray that you would minister to um, the deepest part of his heart, God, and, you know, the dysfunction in all of our lives, the dysfunction in all of our families, we just surrender to you uh, because we know um, that sin has broken everything, and yet through Jesus Christ, you're restoring and changing and conforming us into the image of Jesus Christ that eventually... Uh, we're going to stand before you, Lord, and know even as we're known. But until then, enable my brother, Lord, strengthen him, even help him with this little thing like an email address, that it gets put in correctly, that I get it, and that we can launch Luke off on some basic, inductive um, Bible study and in, in, in growth of his personal devotional walk, Lord. And I look forward to the next four days after he works tomorrow, then the next four days that you'd keep him clean, sober, and that he would abide in your love. Because Jesus, you said that if we abide in you, you abide in us. And and we can actually enjoy it and enjoy your presence. So Lord, we just pray for Luke, strengthen him in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, okay, bro. Uh, so I just uh, talked to a gentleman about this this book you're talking about. Yeah, so I'm, um, um, Frank, if you can get his information, Frank's going to put you on hold, and then just give him your information, and I'll have my assistant put it in the mail for you on Friday, okay? Uh, Pastor Ed, uh, you have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Thanks, bro. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Frank, for getting that address. We're coming to the end of the program today, and um, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow on Calvary Live, uh, right here on Hope FM. Truth FM, Grace FM. If you're listening on Grace FM, would you consider supporting us? Go to gracefm.com, hit the donate button, download the free app, hit the donate or the give button, and let's develop an ongoing relationship of giving, not just to the station, but through the station. Um, this would be above your um, your tithes and offerings. It would be uh, an offering. You know, It would be something that you go, hey, 
this station's just blowing um, the lid off of the gospel throughout this state of Colorado and Wyoming, and I want to be a part of it. And so you're not just giving to the station, but through it. Go to gracefm.com, donate button, or download the free app, and help us end 2018 really strong. No gimmicks, no nothing. We don't have any matching donations or anything. Just pray and give as God purposes in your heart, and know that every penny, every dime, every dollar donated through Grace FM is going to go to the furtherance of the gospel in every way. It's going to pay electricity bills, computer bills, licensing bills, salaries, you name it. There's a lot that goes on with Grace FM. And we are honored as a church here at Calvary Church. We are honored to be entrusted with the stewardship of this radio station. And again, we would love for you to support us. If you're listening on Hope, go to their website. If you're listening on Truth FM, go to their website. But knowing that many of you are listening right here on Grace FM, um, as the overseer of the station, uh, the one that answers to God for it, we would be blessed if you partnered with us. GraceFM.com slash donate. We're at Calvary Church tonight at 7 p.m. We're studying the life of Manasseh, Josiah, We're going to look a little bit at the role of women in ministry because we're introduced to a woman by the name of Holda, the prophetess. (laughs) It's awesome. I love the Bible, and I love fellowshipping with the saints. We'll see you tonight, Hampton and Tower in Aurora. God bless you. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.